Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's good, fam? How you doing? Welcome to Perspectives and Focus. I'm your host, James Hicks. And today we have yet another exciting conversation set up with the team from Enzalytics. We are continuing our discussion, uh, broadening the focus around the science and technology, the medicine, everything in, involved in their activities. More specifically today, we're going to be talking with the teams about how they are using AI and the human microbiome to drive positive change and continue to deliver social good through science, medicine, and technology. I got some winners behind the scenes here again, folks, and we're going to have an active discussion. We are going to have a very open discussion. There is something I do want to get in front of before we begin. I know the community is here. I know the community is excited. I know the community is anxious. I know the community wants to hear answers to questions. But let's be frank, you're not going to get all the answers to every single question that you have, but you will get some additional insight, right? I am bringing these folks to you today as I have before so they can share the knowledge, share the information, share the progress of what they're doing. It's a huge task. If you take a look at the Enzalytics website, they are really trying to do some big things. And we need to be respectful of the activities, the motions and the activities that they are doing. 
I've got moderators that are watching the chat. I wanted to keep the chat open because I wanted the community to continue to be engaged with the team. But if something goes awry, we will take uh, appropriate action. Enough of that. Enough of the uh, the logistics. Let me go ahead and bring on our, our panel here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Dr. Gaurav Chandra and Ren Aaron. Uh, you know the doctor. I, but, you know, I want to do this. I, I think it's more appropriate, to be honest with you, to have you give the elevator pitch for yourself. Right? I, I can do it. I can say how wonderful the doctor is, but he knows it. And, and, and I know it as well. But I think there's value in folks who probably haven't been on one of these sessions before, don't know your story, your backstory, each of you. If you could just give, again, just your, your high-level information of who you are. And, doctor, I'll, I'll start with you, sir. Sure. So first, let me say that it, we've completed a year since the merger of the company. What a year it has been, a fantastic year for us. We have had tremendous support from all our partners, shareholders, and the entire Enzalytic family. And we'd like to thank everyone for their continued faith and support in what we've been doing. I'm very excited to share this, uh, the success and update you on our progress thus far and talk about our partnership with Rin Erin as Enzalytic expands its presence in personalized and precision medicine market. Uh, before I start off, let me introduce Rin Aaron, who's, uh, who's, who's graciously joined us uh, for this podcast. Rin is the chairperson of Personalized Medicine Association in Estonia. She's a brilliant mathematician, a biologist, and has been driving digital health and personalized medicine initiatives in Estonia. And Rin has worked with the Ministry of Health in Estonia, and she has been advisor to the Estonian Parliament for the uh, pandemic COVID response. Uh, I have known Rin for a couple of years, and she continues to inspire me with her humility and humbleness. She's an inspiration with a clear vision for digital health and continues to be a very strong supporter of Enzalytics. We are very excited to work with her and a long-term collaboration. Thank you, Rin, for joining us for this call. Thank you, Gaurav, for all these wonderful words. I'm really fascinated. From my side, I also want to say that um, our collaboration with Enzolytics has already changed the lives of several Estonian people because for certain occasions, we have been relying on the expert advice from people in Enzolytics, and it has really helped already a number of persons in Estonia. So we are very delighted to continue our collaboration with you. Thank you. Fantastic. Sir, we are, we are going to use this time effectively. We are going to use this time appropriately. And I, I want to jump right into the, the questions that some have been prepared. Some have been, are, are you, you're, you're aware of really all of them have been prepared. You, you know, so, so there wouldn't be any surprises. Whoa. But again, they, they are thorough in, in their responses. And, and again, I think the community is going to have uh, the majority of what they're looking for answered today. So, sir, let, let's go ahead and start with this. Can you kind of summarize the, pro the progress that Enzolytics has made over this last year? Absolutely. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So, as everyone knows, Enzolytics is a drug development company, and we have uh, sort of three platforms. There is an ITV-1, which is an immune modulator for HIV. Then we have an AI platform. And then the third thing is a fully human monoclonal antibody program. So I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give uh, an update on the progress on all three of them. 
So starting with our ITV-1, which is an immune modulator, and that is used for HIV therapy, I can say that we uh, will be completing the production of the peptide in October, and we intend to start the clinical trials under the European Medicine Agency's requirements. Uh, We carry forward the results of the prior clinical trials from the Bulgarian Drug Agency in an expedited fashion. And uh, we hope to have this therapy available in in the EU countries by 2022. Uh, And as you all know, the global HIV drug market is expected to grow from 30.4 billion to about 45 billion in 2028. And ITV has demonstrated activity in combination therapy with all the other antiretrovirals. So we intend to access the target market, this target market, by 2022. Coming back to the, uh, to the AI platform, based on our understanding of the evolutionary biology and the virus structures, we have established an extensive AI method- methodology to identify these conserved immutable sites on the virus. Mm. So for HIV, as we have, we've already said, we, we actually looked at the largest database of 87,500 isolates, identified eight conserved sites, including the conserved site KLIC uh, we had identified 30 years ago. We are now creating monoclonal antibodies against all eight conserved sites that we've identified with AI, the AI methodology. For COVID-19, initially we had analyzed 51,000 isolate and then identified 19 conserved immutable sites on the COVID-19 spike protein. Subsequently, we have looked at the largest database of 2 million isolates and confirmed that these sequences are unchanged in all variants of concern and variants of interest, including alpha, beta, delta, gamma, mu, and lambda variants. So what we are saying is our monoclonal antibodies are universal, broadly neutralizing, and durable, and will not allow virus escape. Additionally, what we have done is, as far as the AI platform is concerned, we have identified conserved sites for 20 infectious diseases, and now we are going forward with adding them to our IP portfolio. Finally, there is a vast untapped market for monoclonal antibodies in the veterinary medicine space, and we are discussing potential collaborations for monoclonal antibodies for the animal viruses, and we we expect to have these in market by Q4 2022. But I wanted to, at this point, also talk about our AI platform in, in a larger sense or sort of so the fantastic thing with AI is, is that its ability to recognize patterns, learn from data, and it becomes more intelligent with more data you provide. The more information you provide it, the better it gets in its predictions. So we have an, an AI analysis for about 20 viruses, millions of data points, algorithms, and a robust platform to predict accurately and create a roadmap to prevent the next pandemic. So what are we saying? In future, when the gain-of-function research gets out of hand or a mysterious virus appears in the freezing Antarctic waters, Enzolytics can successfully utilize its AI platform to identify conserved sites in the virus in a matter of hours, create targeted Merkel antibodies in weeks, and the next pandemic can be prevented. And then, so that's the AI platform. Now coming to the HIV monoclonal antibody that we have created. Uh, We have a very successful phase with our HIV monoclonal antibody preclinical work. 
I, I can successfully report that we have had success with our preclinical work at University of Montana and University of Strasbourg, France. We have been developing something called as a class switch IgA antibodies that have shown neutralizing activity and expedited our HIV vaccine development program. In addition, we have expanded our team uh, of scientists with expertise in antibody discovery and phage display vaccines. And we hope to uh, go ahead with the phage display vaccine program for both COVID-19 and HIV. I would also like to mention that that we are very confident of our animal studies uh, since success has already been demonstrated with a similar KL VCC uh, epitope in primates by Dr. Anthony Fauci. So uh, we're very confident of having uh, good results with our plant animal studies. Now, at this point, I can report that we have partnered with a CDMO to produce our HIV monoclonal antibody in a stable show cell line, uh, which is a requirement as per FDA. Uh, this CDMO will actually assist us with the IND and manufacturing the antibodies on a larger scale. Uh, so, uh, and uh, as per the India requirements, we will report that at some point once we have an agreement from that particular CDMO. Uh, and I'll also talk about that many pharmaceutical companies have failed to create a vaccine for the last 40 years. HIV is a retrovirus that it integrates its own genome into the human DNA and turns a person's cells into little virus factories. And as the virus replicates, it accumulates tiny mutations that don't necessarily affect its function, but, but also how the immune function recognizes it. And on top of this, the HIV virus infects the very immune cells that normally help clear the virus. So as a result, what happens is, once a person uh, gets HIV, he, can, he or she can have several HIV variants circulating in the body all at once. Hence, the essential step for the success of an HIV vaccine has to be to target an immutable site. So that is for the HIV monoclonal antibody. Uh, and then coming to the COVID monoclonal antibody program, uh, there is a widespread recognition of monoclonal antibodies potential effectiveness in this current pandemic. I'm glad that there is an increased focus on the monoclonal antibodies. And I I need to report that the primary focus for Enzoletic's process for creating these fully human monoclonal antibodies is a starting point is a fully human immune base cell from humans who have actually successfully recovered from a natural coronavirus infection. So the antibodies that we get will have the original uh, natural antibody affinity and specificity and have a much lower risk of immunogenicity when they're used as therapy. So they're expected to provide broad spectrum coverage against all virus variants with increased potency and stability. And in the recombinant form, they will have accessibility to the virus binding sites that are not accessible with a whole antibody. At this point, I can report we have partnered with the same CDMO to produce the COVID monoclonal antibodies in Cho cell. We are quickly moving forward with animal studies and clinical trials, and we have also selected a partner for animal studies and hope to report that result early next year. 
And lastly, I think there's a lot of questions about uplisting uh, uh, the ENZC stock. I can report we are on track with the uplisting. We've, uh, uh, we are on track uh, uh, with the information that needs to be provided, and we hope to uplift the stock very soon. So that is the update from Enzolytics team. Thank you. So let's let's just let's just pause, right? Let you, let you get a, a cup of coffee there because you dropped a lot of gems, you lot of dro- you dropped a lot of information there that w- was relevant and appreciate you that for, appreciate you for being so open and communicating all of the progress, all of the information and out of the side of my eye, I see the comments just going through the roof right here and you nailed it in, in terms of providing information that, that the community wanted to hear. Again, like, like, like I said before, there's probably a handful of questions that weren't answered, but you, you are able to present and talk about some things that are happening from, from all aspects, COVID, HIV, leukemia, all, all of the ailments, again, that you're looking to rid the world on. And then the fact that you brought in the financial piece, again, we have to be realistic, right? We all want to talk about the medicine and the technology and the science. There is that financial component as well that a lot of folks are interested in. So it's, it's great to hear that things are continuing to progress forward in terms of whatever the next step is along those routes. Thank you, sir, for, for giving us all of that information. Ren, I can't let you just sit there with, with, without chiming in. I'm, we're we're going to let the doctor have, have a break, have a cup of coffee. Let, let's, let's talk a little bit about you. Let's talk a little bit about your involvement uh, in terms of Estonia's digital health programs. You know, there, there's a lot of interest in that. Can you explain you know, why Estonia is kind of emerging as a leader in digital health? And I think that Estonia has been the world leader in digital health for the last 10 years already. And uh, one of the reasons why uh, we have uh, been so successful is uh, maybe the similar reason why Skype emerged from Estonia, is that uh, Estonians do like technology. Estonians do like to uh, innovate. And also Estonians are... Uh, very dynamic in their approach to changes. So if there is any need to change anything, we are very happy to do it. We are not just stuck in in stone. Um, About Estonian digital health uh, systems, I think that one of our big assets is that all our health data are collected into a nationwide health information system. It means that uh, the all the health information is in one system. It, it is accessible and it is um, uh, also available to scientists. Mm. Uh, anyway, always we need to have this ethics committee uh, permissions and everything. But in principle, it's a very um, uh, rewarding system. In addition, uh, in Estonia, 200,000 persons have donated their genes to Estonian gene bank. And it is not the biggest uh, gene bank in the world, but it is the most functional. I have been working also with other genome banks in the world. And I would say that our genome bank is the best, 100%. Because all the information you need, it is you get from one place. And uh, also you get the support of the best scientists of Estonia. 
I, I, hold on. You know, thing- I, I, I love the humility. And, and me and the doctor are just, just laughing, <laughs> just in pride with you, right? I, we, I love just the, the attitude yes, and the humility humble, right there. But I'm very That's all good. That is all good. Keep, yes. keep going. I apologize for interrupting. Yes. I really think that, that the things that Estonians have done is like a revolutionary for the whole world. Mm. And one thing that is very good about Estonia is that our government whoever is uh, governing, uh, whatever parties are in the government, they have always been supporting um, uh, IT and biotechnology and biomedicine. So there has been no changes in it. Even in the um, years of like um, uh, economic uh, slow periods or whatever, still all these investments have been done. And now in this COVID period, we see that uh, it uh, gives this back to the society because our scientists and doctors are like able to think about new solutions that maybe some other um, under some other conditions it wouldn't have been possible. Mm. Also, Estonia is very open for all kind of collaboration with uh, um, other countries, both uh, with scientific organizations and also with industry. And it has also been giving us a great feedback, what is good in our systems and what is not so good. And we have been always adopting our systems according to the needs uh, of the science. Got you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Dr. Sandra, let me, let me pivot and go back and forth between the two of you, because these are definitely incredibly detailed responses. And I want to give each of you time to, to exhale a little bit as well. Uh, Sir, you know, there's a lot of interest and and the reason why we have Ren on as well. So this question is, is relevant at this time. There's a lot of interest in the microbiome. Can you explain kind of the, the, and both of you can answer this. Can you explain kind of the importance of the microbiome and the importance of that within AI and new uh, newer types of therapies. Sure. So, I mean, what we'll do is we'll go back and forth. Actually, I'll talk about it, and you can actually add to it. Actually, so first of all, uh, the microbiome regarding the definition. So, microbiome is defined as a collective genome of, of microbes. They are composed of bacteria, bacteriophage, fungi, uh, protozoa, and viruses that have been living on and inside the human body. Modern medicine, for all its advances, knows less than 10% of what the human body knows instinctively. The father of modern Western medicine, Hippocrates, is famous for his expression, all diseases begin in the gut. And that's what we are talking about here. Our bodies comprise about 40 trillion human cells and roughly 22,000 human genes. But um, as many as 100 trillion bacterial or microbial cells and 2 million microbial cells. So that's the microbial genes almost outnumber human genes by 100 to 1. And these cells populate our digestive tract, internal organs, mouth, eyes, nose, and skin. And they're unique to each person in its composition. And so we need to look at the microbiome as a living organ system, which is in a symbiotic relationship between the human body and the organisms required for its metabolic function. For example, the role of the gut microbiome is essential in the breakdown of nutrients necessary to keep the cells of the intestine alive. So there is a fine-tuned and resilient balance between the microbiota members and the host in health. 
And this relative stability is maintained by a very high level of microbial diversity, which is a number of bacteria, viruses, a delicate biogeographical distribution of microorganisms. For the, just to explain, like there are bacteria that are living on skin that do not cause an infection. But when that goes into the, the intestine or the lung or the gut, it becomes infectious. So that's one. And then there's this sophisticated and intricate molecular crosstalk going among the multiple components. So all acute or chronic diseases, infectious, non-infectious, regional or systemic, are characterized by a disturbance in this microbiome equilibrium. So what we are saying is, therefore, understanding the microbial size of our cells may be critically important for understanding the human microbiology, uh, uh, human biology collection. And uh, more importantly, the human microbiome has shown to have a role in the entire life cycle of humans. We are primed from birth. As a baby is born, the baby is exposed to the microbiome of the mother, uh, the birth canal of the mother. And uh, we've seen that babies that are born by cesarean sections tend to have an increased risk of asthma and allergies. And they say the reason is the baby has not been exposed to the microbiome of the mothers. On the other end of the spectrum, they studied the microbiome samples for individuals who had lived for 100 plus years. And they found that there were changes in the microbiome almost seven months before the patients died. So we could actually predict uh, seven months in advance when the body would fail in those individuals. So that is the impact that microbiome could have uh, uh, going forward. Um, and each person is unique. So is their biology. As a result, whether a person is likely to develop a disease and how well a given treatment might work varies from one individual to another. So that's why a big piece of the puzzle is that infectious or non-infectious diseases are driven by our genetics, nutrition, lifestyle, and the gut microbiome's constitution. So we are very excited to collaborate with RIN to take up the challenge to understand this puzzle. And we're utilizing artificial intelligence to harness the power of the microbiome. The idea is to develop biomarkers for these identify novel therapeutic targets for these, and more importantly, have interventional strategies to treat these diseases. And Rin and I are in understanding that this is an overwhelming exercise. It's not something that one company, two companies can do. We need to, to put together a group of companies, and that is why we're open to collaborations and partnerships to, uh, to work with us uh, on different diseases. So I think that's uh, that's what I think about it. Really, you can add to it. Sorry for the monologue. No, what was, what was funny, though, to be honest with you, and again, here I am with the ad lib, right? To see Ren's reaction and just facial responses while you were talking, to see the pride and you know her wanting to engage and interject yeah. as well. And, and I saw it in the comments as well. So, so Ren, the floor is yours because obviously the doctor was talking nothing but truth and it's exciting information and it's relevant information. And I think no one else is really looking at it from this perspective. So, so Ren, if, if you can, can dive a little bit deeper into kind of the response here of the, the importance of the microbiome and especially AI and newer therapies. 
Thank you so much. Uh, one thing that I would like to add in regard to microbiome, especially in these COVID conditions, is that actually there is also a signaling pathway between gut and lungs. It means that if uh, the person's gut is in a good health, and even if a person um, um, will get infected with COVID, uh, this kind of um, signaling pathway between gut and lung protects the person to get a very severe form of COVID. So um, there is like um, um, small molecule, molecules that uh, um, uh, give information from gut to lung that, okay, everything is fine, don't fall ill. Okay, so uh, there has also been evidence that people with um, a good m m gut microflora get much um, less uh, severe forms of COVID. And also it is uh, protecting people from long COVID symptoms. So uh, what I can advise everyone uh, in the world in this COVID situation, please take good care of your, your microbiome and you will not suffer from COVID. Okay. Another thing okay. that I think is very important what uh, Gaurav said is that uh, our aim is not only to understand the mechanisms, that is also uh, one of the targets, but also hand in hand with uh, trying to understand how um, the microbiome affects uh, certain health conditions and vice versa. What are the factors that influence the health of a microbiome. We always try to find possible ways for interventions. And what we have um, kind of discussed with uh, enzolytics is that um, when we know that certain, um, uh, certain bacterial conditions in the microbiome can affect people's health in uh, certain directions, then it means that we may be able just to protect people's health before they are falling ill. And especially when we combine the genetic information so that we know what are the genetic risks of people. And also if we think what are the risks that stem from the lifestyle of certain persons. And we understand that, okay, certain person may have a risk for Parkinson disease or schizophrenia or any other uh, just genetically predicted disease. Then if we find the right um, uh, bacterial uh, um like food supplements, we may be able just to avoid these people falling ill or we may be able to postpone their illness. Excellent. That's right. Yes, and to add to that, uh, what Rin has said about she, she segued into mental health diseases, actually, mm. I want to also speak about that. The gut microbiome also affects the brain and mental health. And uh, there, there's a talk about a bidirectional flow of information between the gut and the brain. And they say the most direct connection is through a long nerve, which is called the vagus nerve. But there's an indirect connection through a lot of these hormones, neurotransmitters, and peptides. And we've seen in mental health disorders that a disruption of this can lead to the mental health disorders. So uh, we are we have recognized this. Rinse Company, Enzolytics, and another third entity have entered into an agreement to utilize the assess uh, uh, utilize AI to assess the effects of genetics, nutrition, and the microbiome in Alzheimer's disease, Parkinsonism, depression, and schizophrenia. And as Rin said, we want to identify early biomarkers for these mental health disorders, build prediction models for this, 
have therapeutic targets and also come up with tangible intervention treatment strategies. So in future, what are we saying? A patient X who can, who has a chance of developing uh, Alzheimer's disease, we have a chance of looking at the microbiome, predicting 10 years in advance that the patient is likely to get Alzheimer's disease. We also have the opportunity to give him or her uh, 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 adjustment of, of these ecobiotic drugs that not only help in delaying progression, but most likely prevent uh, Alzheimer's in some patients as well. So this is an exciting field that I think Rin and I have already talked about. In fact, Rin and I have, and I have communicated about this for almost two years now. We've been going back and forth, and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good opportunity to go out and use AI in the microbiome, come up with these treatment strategies. Fantastic. And I think, oh, yes. go ahead, Renan, rather, rather have you talk. Sorry to interfere. Just one more thing that I wanted to add is that actually in Estonia, we have collected um, 2,500 uh, persons' uh, microbiome that is fully sequenced. And also we do have all that genetic um, and phenotype information. So all this, um, uh, this information is also available for um, uh, future scientific research. Got you. And James, just, you're too excited about this. I'm sorry you're not getting to speak about it. Let, we'll let, let me tell you something. I am, a, I am the servant to the community, and, and I am just the man behind the screen pushing buttons. The, the stars of the show are the science and the medicine. You two are the, facil- the facilitators of that, right? So I, would, I can take me off screen and just be back here pushing buttons. I'm just back here instigating too, right? Just just answering questions and, and making sure that the, the comments stay the way they should. But I think you already touched on it because I wanted to ask also about, you know, the strategic focus of the microbiome project. And I think you, you, you dabbled in, in that discussion already and kind of what's next for the collaboration. I still want to ask those two questions of you two. And if you can just continue to elaborate again on the strategic focus for the microbiome project and then what's next for the collaboration between Estonia and Enzolytics. Rin, do you want to go ahead first? Yes, sure. Thank you. I think that, um, there is a huge potential of uh, Estonian's genome information, our sequenced uh, microbiota information, and also our information from the health uh, uh, information systems that are longitudinal uh, data. And if we can uh, add them all together, uh, then Estonia can be like a small model, because other countries are a little bit bigger, okay? And it is not possible just to um, uh, take into consideration the whole population. But in Estonia, we can make like a pilot project about the microbiome, genetics, and general health data, okay? And after we have studied it in Estonia, we can see whether the same... um, rules apply in other places of the world. So Estonia can be like a like a small pilot uh, country and we can uh, learn a lot from our data. And then we can see how the other nations, how other parts of the world are, um, are reflected in comparison with Estonia. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean and, and to add to that, actually, the strategic focus uh, for this uh, would be COVID, that's number one we're looking at, uh, uh, looking at COVID and long COVID to see what patients would develop COVID uh, and 
come up with any treatment strategies for long COVID. That's number one. The second would be the mental health disorders that we've talked about that we've been working on with this third entity. And the third thing we want to take up is at some point is colorectal cancers. There's a lot of uh, importance for uh, ecobiotic drugs for colorectal cancers. But again, that's down the road. And as Rin said, uh, we are open to collaborations. We are open to collaborate with other companies who are interested in this space. Enzolytics and Rin's company, Contenta, I tied in this together. And we would like to propose a, a model starting from Estonia, and that can be actually pro- propagated to other countries. Uh, and we can come up with a model that can sort of cure diseases, not just infectious, but all diseases. Think about what you just said, and, and, and I really want folks that are watching, listening live, and folks that are going to catch this on the replay, cure all diseases, right? I mean, that, that really, that's the charter, that's the goal, that's what's written in the mission statement for on, on your website, and just, just being able to rationalize it and put that into context really is, is beyond my realm, but it, it, it is phenomenal, and it is it is rewarding to know that there are folks like you two and your organizations together that are working for that greater good that are really trying to do the good work right we, we talk about a lot of things throughout society and throughout community that really don't matter but honestly what, what you're doing matters to not just my state my town my street my country but the entire planet so again wanted, wanted to give you your your, your flowers while, while I can on, on, on that perspective there. Uh, this is almost a I probably don't even know why I'm asking this question but you know why does the world need new vaccines I mean I mean again that's just kind of a, a dumbed down more more of a layman's question from, from my perspective but again I do want to ask that you know why does the world need new vaccines there's there's so much going on from a science and medical perspective right now but you know why are you doing what you're doing you know why again why does the world need new vaccines <laughs> You see, actually, the existing vaccines are very good. They help the organisms to um, produce uh, IgG and IgM antibodies. And these antibodies are very good if a person is already infected. But what I, as a biologist, see is that uh, there is also a possibility to develop vaccines that um, induce the um, producement of IgA antibodies. And these are antibodies that protect the cells cells against viruses before the virus is able to enter the cell. So it is like pre-infection vaccines. But these kind of um, antibodies can be produced only by mucosous tissues. So it means that these kind of vaccines should be administered either orally or as sprays uh, to uh, nasal cavities. And um, I think that uh, it is important that um, different types of vaccines should be combined. So this uh, new novel vaccines shouldn't uh, like be competing with the existing vaccines, but they are kind of complementary to them and supporting their effectiveness. And uh, also, if we combine vaccines that are um, developed under different technologies, it means that the summary efficacy is higher and also the potential um, risk of side effects is lower. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. 
Anything that you wanted to, to add, Doctor? Again, I, I threw that one out there. I, I know we, we had discussed it earlier, but I, I threw that curveball ball at everyone. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. not at all, not at all. I like what Lynn has to offer. She's, she's, she's got the plans going forward, and Enzodix yeah. is working with Lynn on that one. I Fantastic. fully agree Fantastic. with you. Fantastic. And, and again, is our main partner for this. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. And again, I, and I really wanted to ask that to bring context again to again to to why the two of you are together on on this stream right now, talking about the science and the technology. Ren, let me talk to you specifically and and ask you about vaccine development from a Contentus technology perspective. What what is Contentus technology for vaccine development? Uh, who are your present? collaboration partners in this process? And let me just ask, are you open to, to new partnerships as well? Um, yes, thank you. Uh, actually, our aim is just to combine orally administrated vaccines with the effects of vaccines and also with a positive effect on the microbiome. So that um, in um, if I speak about like traditional vaccines, people are kind of sometimes afraid of the side effects and, and what can be the uh, bad effects of the vaccines. I would say that our technology will help to produce vaccines that in addition to help persons to be um, um, safe from viruses and to produce uh, uh, suitable antibodies that prohibit um, viruses to enter the cells. In addition, they are also good for the microbiome. Excellent. Also, uh, our present collaboration partners, our main collaboration partner is Enzolytics, but we also collaborate with um, Tallinn Technical University, Tartu University, uh, also with um, a student company, BioCC, who has been de dealing with working out probiotics uh, for the last 10 years and who has really wonderful um, scientific uh, results in this area. Also, we do collaborate with a number of um, biotechnology uh, companies from Europe and the United States. And we are very open to future collaborations with likely-minded people. And um, I think that uh, these um, ideas that we have together with Enzolytics, they uh, need uh, um, as much... Um, <laughs> Awesome, folks. You 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 brought the you brought the heat today, right? I and I think again the the commentary, the the, the monologues, the information, everything that was shared, the talk of the collaboration, the relationships, the partnerships. If in, if anything was cloudy before, look, we we definitely can see the the shining sun coming through the clouds right now and understand where you were where you've been and where you're going right there as with everything, as, as with the, the evolution of time change and, and, and science and technology, there, there's questions, you know, what, what happened to this? Why did this not happen? Where are you guys at now? We're waiting, right? All, all of those questions could be, I really think that, that there has been a much clearer explanation of who you're working with, why you're working with them, what you're doing and when you're going to get there. Again, can't answer all of the official questions right now, but can definitely provide some 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 great context in terms of again the the, the progress that you guys are making. 
Before I, my closing remarks, I do want to give you both the opportunity as well to kind, kind of bring us back home, right? And, and, and tell us just kind of in, in summary what's, what's going on and, and what, uh, what the short and midterm future holds, right? For enthusiasts, for followers, for financial insiders, right? Again, I can't, you can't not have those folks part of the conversation, right? Yeah. It, it, it just is what it is. But I do always want to stay with the science, the medicine, and the technology. So, so doctor, if I could start with you and just again, what's the short midterm in terms of what's, what's going on next uh, on your plate? <laughs> That's a, a load of question. I know, right? I mean, I can probably just look down at your desk. I saw it earlier. It, it's it's full of definitely work to do. But sure, I mean, Angelytics. I think I think I, I understand what the question is all about. Actually, I think Angelytics is all about collaborations, revenue generation, uh, and actually achieving our milestones. And what we've been doing so far, actually, we're very confident of uh, succeeding. Uh, with the monoclonal antibodies uh, for both animals and humans, the the ITV peptide that we have has a good chance, uh, based on our clinical trials in the past, to actually succeed and be revenue generating uh, by 2022 itself. So that being said, and now that we are exploring the other field, the personalized medicine market, where not many players are around, so I think we're very confident of working with Rin. And building on that uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, on the revenue generating and the IP strategy stride. So we, I think that's what we can offer so far. But as, as we said, we've been very transparent. We've been very accountable. Uh, we're happy to report back our progress as when we have it. Sometimes it may not be possible strategically to disclose what is happening in the company and what, what's transpired so far. But we like to be very transparent in, in all our uh, sort of uh, uh, in, through our press releases. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Ren. Yes, and thank you. Uh, I think that it is a um, huge honor for us to be able just to support Enzolutics uh, in their um, uh, wonderful um, projects and uh, I do hope that Estonia digital health programs can also be um, kind of supporting the ideas of Enzolytics. Also, I, I do understand that um, we do have so many uh, common views on microbiome, on people's health, on how to interfere into people's health, how to be able just to uh, avoid certain diseases in advance. Uh, so I think that uh, there is a huge amount of uh, new projects and collaborations that we can plan. Another thing, I wanted to thank all these people who have nicely commented our conversation. It has been a huge support, and I have really uh, loved each and every comment that you have sent us. I have been keeping an eye on this comment feed and <laughs> I really thank everyone for joining us and for um, thinking together with us. Love it, love it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's all about the community. It, it, it really is because I think it is. It would, it would. You don't want to do what you're doing in a, in a vacuum, right? And you, you're doing it for the greater good. You're doing it for humanity, and to have a handful of those folks that are tightly involved, tightly um, uh, enthusiastic about your work giving them the opportunity to sit virtually and, and listen to, to you 
go back and forth, I think, I think is valuable. So appreciate you, you saying that appreciate the community for everything that they've done. Look at, at the end of the day, I just, I need to thank both of you, right. For your time, for your willingness to share many of the updates that are happening with your work and your, and your research. Uh, you know, like I said before, I think it was a few months ago, I know the work is challenging, but above that, the work is rewarding. And the end goal is really to achieve uh, brilliance and and the and the end goal really has evolved around turning this entire ship around and, and pointing us towards the North Star. Thank you to everyone who attended this session. I trust that this was valuable. I hope that you're you're leaving with a with a renewed conviction and understanding of the work that's happening behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, onwards and upwards. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. And take good care of your microbiome. Okay. Love it. <laughs>